0: Welcome to the North Point of View here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's Walter, how you doing? Good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. We, uh, we've got a year in review and a year ahead to look at.
1: Rewind, fast forward.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and as we were talking, I, I think we've got about five or six hours of content, so I don't know how much time the, the viewers have, but um, I sort of wanted to spend a little bit more time in 2023, and then you sort of reminded me, hey, it's done. It's, it's in the books. Let's look forward. But I know we want to have a conversation about 2024 in the context of 2023. Yeah. So let's hit, I guess, maybe a few of the highlights.
1: Right. So one of them is, um, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall ever in my life having forecast a recession is going to occur. And I did a talk the other day with a group of executives. We meet regularly. It's a very nice you know, kind of thing. And one of them told me that you incorrectly forecast the recession this year. And so I very politely just let that slide, but I still have to write an email to him to say, no economist with half a brain ever forecasts a recession. So the the probability of having a recession that we do forecast, but it's virtually impossible with our current statistics and methods to accurately predict the recession. And uh, most people don't even know what one is. And so um, the reason I start there is because we went through COVID, you know, we were on a trajectory going through, you know, happily along 2017, 18, 19, everything was great. And then this thing hit us and we dropped like a rock. And then for 18 months, we'd, well, the government helped, you know, some pharma companies get us a little vaccine, uh, improved the amount of healthcare capacity we had. And, uh, and then we gave Americans $5.5 trillion. And uh, that boosted the economy way above th- the trend. And we've been trying to get back to that trend. And so there's... Easing a-
0: back toward the trend line. Exactly. And if there's one thing that you have been consistent for the last three years on, hmm. plus, has been just look at the trend line. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so uh, we are still above the trend. Above, yeah, we're we're converging. You know, if you're a retailer, you're very scared because uh, you know the back in 2019, if you had produced the trend forecast that really fit the data historically from 2012 more or less all the way through 2019, that nice line yeah. you would have projected. So in 2019, we were at 500 billion dollars a month of of retail sales. You would have said that by 2023, eh, we're going to be maybe at 550 And uh, we're currently at $600 billion a month. And we've been there now for over 18 months. Yeah. And so if you're the CEO of Macy's, of Walmart, of Amazon, of uh, Target, your big fear is, is how, do we, how do we converge back to the trend line? Because that's your best guess. And if you do converge, is it by sales falling like a rock, recession, or is it by over time the the difference begins to just fade away? Right. And um, right now it's still nail biting territory for the executives. So I think everybody is a little surprised. I am stunned by how well the U.S. consumer has held up. Right. I didn't see it. But, you know, the savings are dwindling a little bit. Prices of food, the main, you know, source of aggravation to a a household budget, uh, those are up. You know, I I still prefer to buy, you know, pork for the grill as opposed to steak because the ribeyes are, for my wife and I, it's like 20 bucks. That is. And you know what? It's not that I can't afford to to spend 20 bucks on the ribeye. It's just that. It's outrageous. I was just paying $8 for the same amount a year sticker shock
0: ago. is sort of the the term that keeps coming up even you know you talk about mortgage payments and things like that and it's not that even if a 6 or 7% home mortgage historically is you know way off the mark but from the past 7 8 years it's just sticker shock.
1: You know <clears throat> Anybody watching the the podcast, we have these great conversations. And all the time, the last two years, I kept thinking of inflation because everybody uses the word inflation, but it was never about the inflation. You're right. It's sticker shock. And uh, in my next speeches and talks that I give, I'm going to take the inflation word out and put in sticker shock. Thank you. That is a very big intellectual paradigm shift. To think of it that way, you know. So there's, you know, you 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 really nailed it. I gotta think about that some more, Mark. That's well, a great when, way to put it.
0: Well, when you talk about a twenty dollars steak, I mean, I mean, you you go to a restaurant, you spend a hundred dollars, but you're sort of used to it, or you write it off, or whatever. But there's just certain things that you sort of build into sort of your mindset, whether it's the price of a movie or your monthly subscription on streaming or whatever, and you get to a point where you just say, it just doesn't sound right. Exactly. I'm just backing off.
1: Yeah. The pork isn't as bad as the the beef. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, see? And it's like the argument we've always had about my car. Hey, I'm
0: going to talk to you about being pescatarian here, maybe two or three podcasts from now. (laughs) I'm going through a life change right now. Um, uh, no but, but but the trend line is the thing that that w- we've been talking about for three yes. years now. And so uh, at some point we need to you know project everybody wants to hear from you what the prospects of a, of a soft landing are for 2024. I think maybe the world is surprised at how well the the consumers held up and and the stock market is held up and now after you know the announcement or the the fed talk last week stock market's jumped and you know sort of proclaiming uh, rate cuts for next year which may
1: or may not happen yeah right well no it's uh, i think it's very likely to happen yeah uh, but let me uh, let me put it in a different kind of context if you look back we had a lot of um, errors, policy errors. We we basically gave too much stimulus money. Then we uh, ordered too many goods and Walmart and Target and all those guys had too much inventory. Uh, the truck sales now year on year for class eight, you know, the big ones for all the containers and all that. Those are down now, I think, five months in a row. Yeah. Uh, so year on year comparisons. Uh, and then while... Well, Rail cars, I believe, are over-ordered. And for the ocean carrier industry, I mean, uh, the order book, basically, if everything gets built and delivered, uh, if you start from the beginning of this year, uh, by the time we get halfway through next year, I think the global fleet will have increased capacity by 24%. Yeah. I got to go back and look at it. But it's some outrageous percentage. Seems like a pretty big oversupply. Yeah. And so the uh, rates to move containers from Asia to U.S., Europe, you know, the east-west trade that's so important, those rates are below where they were in 2019. Right. Uh, the ocean carriers are losing money. Uh, they're doing everything they can to push the rates up. They're canceling certain sailings. They're going a little slower. They're, they're doing everything they can, to, but it's not been working. Uh, they're going to use, uh, so currently we have the problem with uh, the Houthis in, in Yemen shooting at the at the ships. And uh, so the insurance rates for anybody going through the Red Sea uh, has gone through the roof. And so that'll be the excuse to try to raise the container rates. Um, but, uh, but it won't last long. It won't stick long. And uh, unfortunately for the ocean carriers, they have a lot of fixing to do. Right. Furniture companies have been going bankrupt and we've seen them retreat from a lot of the U.S. Uh, They all bet big that, you know, the the house building explosion that started in 2020 and was going to 2022 when the Fed went nuts uh, with the interest rate hikes. uh, They're going bankrupt. They've left 3PLs, the third-party logistics companies, with a lot of merchandise stuck in their distribution centers and warehouse, which means that's that's a dead space. Right. You can't throw this stuff out, but it's in the way of anything new that would come in. So now your operating capacity has been dropped. And, uh, uh, that's- and so
0: some of these things <laughs> are underpinnings for a slowing economy, possibly rate drops. And at some point, I know we've got to give Jerome Powell a grade. Okay. A to an F, professor. Right? Yeah. And... Uh, if you just take a quick look, you'd say, well, raised rates aggressively, much to everybody's dismay. And now we're with the prospects of a soft landing. So is it sheer dumb luck? <laughs> <laughs> or did he know what he was doing? And I
1: know you have an opinion on that. Right. So he's advised by the uh, the Board of Governors. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and so... Uh, you know, one of the things that was noted, it was something I read in the Wall Street Journal, was that these the Board of Governors, since Powell has been in in his office, uh, has been not very active. They don't say very much. They all quickly come to a consensus and everybody goes home. It's like, I don't want to be here. And so it's not been a very good Board of Governors. Uh, when Powell talks, he's kind of jerky. I don't mean a jerk just jerky. Well, we might, we might not raise rates the next time. We uh, don't know whether we're at the top. We might not be at the top. We could be at the top. And the economy is struggling to work. You can't close any real estate deals. You can't get a mortgage for your house. I mean, anything that requires more than a year's financing is too very difficult. Well, you know much better than I do, but, uh, but we've both witnessed quite a lot of that. Been a tough year. Yeah. So I don't know how that helps the economy because long-term stuff, drives the long-term growth and health of the economy, and you shouldn't screw around with that. So in that sense, I give him an F. Second thing is, is he was appointed by Trump, and then when it came time for him to be reappointed by Biden, he hadn't already pushed to start raising rates, even though he should have, because inflation was rising. But once he got reappointed, then he went, you know, all all, all crazy on us. And um, it's a very, I mean, if you look at the curve, I mean, yeah. curves, Dramatic. Exactly. So um, no. So in that case, he gets another negative point. Uh, I don't think he and the Federal Reserve understood the supply side nature of the inflation. And that's okay. Economists don't understand the supply side of the economy. I didn't either. When I joined the port industry, I learned that I knew nothing about the other half of the economy. And uh, the, the problem was on the supply side. We just nobody is going to be able to expand their capacity by 20 percent right so when consumer spending try exploded by 20 percent upward almost instantly the, how do you have to go build how many more ports to handle all those extra things that have to be that have to come instantly and in all these ships you know ships you can build them overnight yeah, right so so that part of the economy they didn't understand and i'm worried that they still don't understand it because If you look at the ocean carrier industry they have way too many ships too much being delivered you have the same thing across other areas of transportation we're going to have to help those guys because if the transportation system is damaged and there's a good risk that it is damaged already then uh you're going to have to be very aggressive on on providing credit and and lowering rates so uh you know some companies have great balance sheets and others don't Anyways, I, I, so I don't give him a good grade, you know, I, I'd give him a D. I, I don't think enough of the entire breadth of the economy was taken into consideration, but actually that's my grade for the Federal Reserve period. It's not just how I think the system is, is too focused on demand in the short run. And so you
0: gave me a term, I threw out the term dumb luck and you used a term uh, spurious correlation, exactly, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot more uh, professorial than, <laughs>
1: than than a redneck term. Like uh, he just uh, he, he got lucky, exactly. Um, I mean, you can imagine, you know, Jeb in his pickup truck going down the road there, and yeah, yeah, no, so I, I think he, I think it's spurious. <laughs> just no, it, it does. I can't see
0: that. And so, uh, despite. Uh, the actions they, as you and I have talked many times, the market is the market, right? And the the market is you know is like the great water table. There's an equalization that just happens over time, and I think one of the things that that you and I again talked about early on that we'll follow up in another uh, podcast is just the strength of the U.S. economy and some of the surprises. One of those is the, the manufacturing dollars that are in
1: play right now. Absolutely. One last point before you shut me down, because <laughs> I, I can see that coming. Um, it's 15 minutes. i yeah. oh, On shutting us down. <laughs> uh, Powell, I think Powell said three cuts next year, maybe, is because he doesn't want the cuts to be seen as political. We're going into November election. Right. It's uh, right. already pretty contentious. And uh, the Fed may have to cut rates to keep the economy okay. It's going to have to, I actually, I, that's what I think. And uh, so it's not to appear political. They already made the announcement this year when you're still political distance-wise far enough away that it doesn't come off as being politically motivated.
0: Yeah, and that's great perspective. And we had a couple of conference calls earlier um, this week where we're already sort of segmenting next year into what can happen like before the end of the summer mm-hmm. and then just sort of like scratching anything around the election because we're all going to be absorbed into that right yeah exactly um it's hey great. walter looking forward to the next uh, few podcasts there's a lot to unpack great to be with you man
1: yeah absolutely always fun. all right thanks Take guys care.